0: Beast OCR proudly presents Beastnet podcast, sponsored in part by GH Unders Performance Base Layers and supported by the OCR community. Here we discuss all things OCR related. Welcome to Beastnet.
1: Hey everybody, it's Mike here with Beastnet and I've got a special guest. I've got Dingo Dominguez with us. How you doing, Dingo?
0: Hey Mike, how you doing, brother? I'm I'm doing well. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing good. I, I'm I'm on a a new road of healthy for myself, so I'm doing good.
0: All right, all right, good to hear.
1: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about Dingo. I mean, most of us have met Dingo. If you haven't, well, you should. But tell tell us a little bit about <laughs> Dingo. Well, let's see. Uh,
0: Dingo, uh, in a nutshell, uh, I spent my uh, pretty much my adult life in the military. Um, I have 27 years worth of service, both active duty and reserve, and uh, I did a little time, about 15 years in federal law enforcement, and I'm retired, and so in 2015, I got a position with Spartan Race, and in April of 2015, I actually led uh, my first hurricane heat there, and it's just been ongoing since. Uh, I worked... uh, and doing uh, endurance stuff uh, for Spartan, but other than that, that's, that's me in a nutshell,
1: Dennis. Right because uh, I know, I'm trying to think the first time I met you uh, would have to I think was the Hurricane Heat in 15 in Seattle, the, the very first Seattle race.
0: That is correct.
1: I think is when I first met you, and that, that was the one where I think you were the you were leading it and I was a participant. <laughs>
0: yeah. And then,
1: come like four months later in April, I ended up doing another hurricane heat in Seattle with you as a participant. Correct. Yeah. And that, that and then, was. Fact,
0: that, was uh, yeah. that was 2016. And uh, I believe that was in April. And yeah, that yeah. was, um, I believe it was class 83. But, yeah, I was, I was your classmate, and uh, just ready to get rolling with uh, uh, what I was doing was uh, throwing my hat in the ring to do a, a Spartan Delta is where it was. Yeah. So that was the start of it all. Yeah, yeah. It was fun class, fun class.
1: And for a lot of people that don't know, that is where two beasts got their nicknames, both of them from Dingo, <laughs> and that was Ted, Ted, Ted Kiley. Digo called him Freak Show through the whole thing. Freak show. and that's where the Freak. Show. That's where the Freak Show nickname came from, and then I got the nickname of Pretty Mike because every time he referred to me, he kept calling me Pretty Mike because of my hair. So, and that's oh, right, right. what's funny is those names have stuck.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And, and what what made me think of that was because every time we we were doing something and. You know, we're wet or we're muddy, whatever it may be. I remember you having this like ponytail type deal, and you would kind of flick it away from you. And so after that, it was like, okay, uh, this is this is pretty Mike from here on out. So it's just hilarious. So yeah, yeah, that's exactly where those came from. Yep. And then obviously with Ted, that guy's just freakishly tall and big. So I was like, well, well, according to me, (laughs) for my reference, that guy's a pretty massive guy.
1: He is. He's a big guy. So. That that's yeah that's something. And I mean, like I said, I I've ran into you all over the place. I mean, after that, I mean, I know I saw you in Hawaii. You know, a couple other places. I saw you in Hawaii a couple times, like this last year when there was the the Hurricane Lane. You know, wonderful thing. We saw you at the party. So that right, was right,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. The first time in Hawaii, uh, that was to run the ultra and uh, part of my Delta, and then the second time, this last time, yeah, the uh, hurricane that was not, the the hurricane that didn't show up and just pretty much canceled everything, so it was kind of of a bummer. But, yeah, I enjoyed that party afterwards that we had. For you guys, uh, I I, um, kind of impromptu, the race director asked me to to step up and kind of – Unofficially MC and just kind of get you guys going, doing something, and and uh, that was actually fun. That was really really fun having having some good times with you guys.
1: Oh, that was a blast. Do you, the, actually, the question I have to do you know whatever happened to the pictures? There was a guy taking pictures like for Spartan, and no, I've never seen him.
0: Right, you know, I I uh, funny you should ask that because I. <laughs> I'm one of those racers that when I race, I don't, even, I don't even go back and look at my photos. So that is a funny question to ask me, considering I am an employee of Spartan Race. I never go back and look. So uh, because you asked that question, I think I will throw out a little investigative lure and see and find out for you. I'll get, I'll get that answer for you and see if they do. Uh, sometimes they tend to post those photos. Sometimes they don't. Um, I don't know. But
1: I'll, I'll, uh, I'll throw
0: that question out for you. Absolutely.
1: Uh, the main reason I ask is because I know there's a really good picture of, like, the entire group of beasts that were there, like, rubbing my belly oh. like Buddha. It sounds horrible, but like oh, nice, I was slightly drunk.
0: When they nice. give out
1: free drinks to Spartan Racers, you'd be surprised how many Spartan Racers don't drink and how many kept oh, giving God. me their free tickets. Oh, so I, after a while, <laughs> I started passing them out because I'm like, if I drink all of these, I'm never making it back to the mainland.
0: So well, there you go. <laughs> there you have it. There you have it.
1: Yeah. Oh. Um. So, what motivates you? I mean, what other? I know. We know the 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 dingo that we all meet at Spartan races. What what's the other side of dingo? What 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 motivates you to be who you are?
0: Uh, well, uh, I'll tell you. That's actually uh, I've never really. Uh, I, I think of that question every day to myself, but I've never even been actually had that question pointed at me. And I know that everyone that I've ever met, and, again, it's kind of funny because no one has ever seen me at any other type of endurance event or races and things like that because I can honestly say that I have never done any other type of race other than a Marine Corps Mud Run um, uh, years ago, uh, other than Spartans, so that's probably uh, the the one thing about me is I'm actually 100% Spartan pure in that those are the only races I've ever done. But to answer your question, what motivates me? Um, I tell you, from spending time in the military, most of my adult life, and again, uh, spending time in three different services in the the Marines, in the Army, and the Navy, uh, it. it I got to meet a lot of good people along the way, and being able to be exposed to individuals that are that are highly motivated, uh, self uh, self motivating, uh, take initiative, you know, in charge type of people, uh, typical A personalities, just incredible people in our military. I I look at that and I think to myself every time I do an event or if I run a race or even when I'm working out, I think about you know, what it is uh, that they do uh, as far as being in the military. What is it that keeps them motivated? And how that reflects on me is that I I always try to be better at what I do, no matter what it is. Uh, You know, um, I'll try to look at a procedure and do it better or or look at a way um, that maybe I'm doing training. Uh, Currently right now on on Instagram, I'm, uh, I'm doing this program right now, and what I would just want to impart to everyone around uh, what we do, uh, you know, especially someone like yourself, we're all imperfect. You know, uh, I think I posted yeah. one time saying that knowing, um, uh, you know, your favorite athlete doesn't—they they, don't—they don't care that you know what their batting average is. They don't care that you know, you know, how fast they can run a forty. Uh, anything like that all they would like for you to remember is the the sweat the blood the tears that they that they you know gushed out because they want to be the best and they've, they've done whatever they had to do to be the best so what motivates bingo in a nutshell is that i'm not fast i'm not the strongest hell i'm not even the tallest guy i i just want to do my best i want to put out and, and I want to be the best team member possible. So, whenever you guys see me out there on on course, I'm, I'm I'm pushing and I'm doing the best I can to my own personal abilities. You know, a, a lot of people look at my brother and I because they see us because we're identical twins. You know, hey, you know those Ding uh, Ding and Matt, those guys are you know they're phenomenal. They're in excellent shape in this net. You know, we're old guys that are just trying to keep up with everybody else. And we have our yeah. days too, where you know uh, we'll get up and you know we'll have a stack of pancakes and, instead of you know a, a bowl of oatmeal, you know, or, you know you have that occasional donut and then feel guilty about it. You know, I'm just the same as everybody else, but I just know that when it comes to game time, I, I have to be prepared and ready to go. And I think I, I think I think you remember um, I, I, I have a passage. It starts with never forget. Yeah. And, and I give that to every hurricane class that. that I have. Yeah, um, that's what that's what internally motivates me. I think about that passage, and I let people know, hey, put this in perspective. I mean, there's so many different things going on in other people's lives that understand that you're no different from everyone else. You know, you have your ups, you have your downs. It's 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 a matter of just getting up and keep moving forward. Um, and, and, and keep attacking. Keep keep at it. Keep at it because um, it's a process. I mean, you don't. It's funny because how? Uh, uh, here, here's a good analogy. You got kids that tell you. You, know, you got a teenager you know, uh, telling you you, know, you. you don't know. You don't know what's going on. And you think to yourself, I didn't wake up and, and become forty. You know, I was a teenager, too, so I kind of get it. And it's hard to, you know, it's hard to break that little barrier with that teenager. And then you look at other people that do racing, and it's like, well, you do so well. You know, you're you, you, know, you're still strong at it. You know, I'm not this, I'm not that. I didn't just wake up and be able to run an ultra. You know, I didn't wake up to say, hey, I'm going to go and do a delta. You had to put the work in. And, and so that's the thing that, that I try to impart with that. So uh, whenever I give anybody that – that um, never forget passage, you know, I want them to, to break that down and take a look at themselves and go, okay, what am I doing? Because if you remember, it ends with, you know, if I declare myself a participant, you know, I shall not be disqualified due to reasons of my own negligence. So everything's on you. Yeah. Absolutely. Everything's on you.
1: Oh, and I agree. I mean, that's the one thing, I mean, the, the only time I've ever disqualified myself on an event, or been disqualified on an event was Hawaii. In 16, I got disqualified on the beast because I couldn't move quick enough. Um, and part of that was, if I don't know if you remember, but I had the boot on my foot. But
0: Yes, I remember that. I remember, I remember that because like, I thought to myself, this guy's a nut job. What's he doing out with a boot? And I thought, well, he knows his limitations. He knows him. He's out there getting it. Uh, I give
1: him kudos. It, that it one. was one of those big – when I broke my foot, my doctor told me that it was going to take eight weeks before I could even walk on it. And the eight weeks was exactly when Hawaii was supposed to happen. And I'm like, I've already paid for the tickets. I've already, why not go for it? And I made sure, and it's one of the things I've mentioned a couple times on my podcast before is I had doctor permission. I asked my doctor, I'm like, can I do this? And he's like, as long as you don't land on that foot and you keep your brace on the whole time, you will be fine. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go for it and even disqualifying from that was the hardest thing. I can remember arguing with Norm and he's looking at me going like you're done. And I'm like no, I've come so far. I want to keep going and he's like no, you're done. And I mean, he had to like yeah. pretty much pull me off that course. I'm like no, that you know, you know, he's like look at the shape here and I'm like I started like this. <laughs> and it was right, right, right. it was the hardest thing. Looking back, it was probably it was meant to be. I mean, there was – if I, from where I was at, there was no way I was going to make the rest of it, you know, thinking mm-hmm. time-wise and what was, you know, coming up. But I went for it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I didn't get disqualified because of my negligence. I got disqualified. I couldn't move quick enough, but I went for it.
0: Right, you know? right, right. Absolutely. You know, it, and it, it's it, funny she did even mention that because we all have – I guess we all have our own stories of – of, of being DQ'd or 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 um, you know DNF or whatever it may be or, or yeah. plain and simple just quitting you know and and I get that you know everyone gets to that point in some way shape or form and thinks that that's their way out or that's what they're going that's their way they're going to take out and that's fine you know I I don't pass yeah. judgment on anyone whatsoever because <clears throat> I remember uh, my 12 hour hurricane heat at Castaic. And it was cooking fuel that were the uh, cryptea, and Kuhl cut me. I mean, on the very first, uh, the very first task that we were completing, I got cut, and you know he walked over to me, and I remember seeing his face, and he's all, "Brother," he goes, uh, "He goes, you didn't make the time act. I'm "Oh, really?" And he goes, "Yeah." And for me, it didn't, it didn't really set it. It, it was more of a, "Oh, okay," it's kind of like, you know, "Okay, you're done," and. Um, I knew what it meant when he said that. You didn't make the cut. You didn't yeah. make the time. Okay. Uh, I can tell you later on, though, <laughs> this is the funny part, was that later on we were, we were having a conference call and we had all the cryptae and we were, you know, doing some planning. And um, one of the mentions that we had was that, you know, are, is there a perception that is the cryptae, when they have another cryptae, as a as a uh, participant, do they show favoritism? And I remember Kuhl saying, and I'll never forget this. Kuhl's like, well, no, that's, 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 that's totally untrue. There's no way. I don't see how he goes, I cut dingo and he only missed the time act by 45 seconds. (laughs) I'm thinking to myself, you know, 30 minutes, 15. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. I missed the time act by 45 seconds. You know, so it, 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 I mean, it could be that close. If you're not prepared and you not, you haven't prepared yourself enough to get it done, I mean, that's a pretty close time hack time to get cut by. So uh, I definitely take that as a, a negligence, as in, you know, I should have been faster. I should have got on the ball. There may have been a few things that, that I, that I could have adjusted and, and taken care of. But, again, you know, it, it's how you perceive those different types of uh, the DNFs and those, uh, those uh, cuts. Absolutely, which only you know had me come back in in 2017 and just come back harder. So, but um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, those are those are the t- other well, types of things that motivate me.
1: And and that was one of the things I think that it you you're the one who said it to me because I remember after I finished after I got DNF'd, I was like I don't want to be around this. I walked down the hill to the beach, and that's where I ran into you and I talked to you. And I don't know if it was then or later when you basically told me, you're like, you've been through the hurricane heat. What's the ethos? What's the first line? And I'm like, put the mission first. And I'm like, that's where I was negligent on that one. I took time to help somebody longer than I should have. It should have been one of those ones. The guy was hurt. I should have got him to the next station, said, here's, you know, here's a, a, a Spartan employee. You need to be taken care of. I'm moving on, and I didn't do that. I kept right. going with him and right. trying right. to help him, and yeah. I put the mo- I put him before the mission. And if I yeah. hadn't done no, no, no. that, because I mean that's one thing when I missed the time hack, I missed the time hack by uh, just about thirty seconds. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. one of those. If I hadn't, if I put the the, the mission first, just like the warrior yeah. told me, I probably would have been fine.
0: Right. You know. Absolutely. Uh, I tell you, you
1: know, what?
0: Go, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. I was going to say, I, I tell you, the the war ethos. I mean, they're 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 a very good guideline, rule of thumb of of how you can uh, uh, conduct yourself out on the course, uh, uh, whether it be a race or or um, a uh, an endurance event. Uh, but I think sometimes individuals. Um, don't know how to prioritize those those ethos, and they tend to they tend to miss the idea that there is one that's above all of them, and that is yeah, always place the mission first. And though you do, yes, you do have you do take care of your fellow, uh, uh, you know, racer or endurance or classmate, whatever you want to call them. You do take care of them. You watch out for them. You you you, you know, care for them. You know, if one goes down. You pick them up and, and keep them moving if you can, or, or whatever you got to do. But again, I think others utilize that as a crutch to uh, stand back or get a breath of air or something like that. And I, I could see that, and that's fine, except that understand that now you're taking away from the entire event for you, as in, you know, you're no longer putting out uh, 100% or 111% or whatever it may be because you've taken that one particular ether. And benefited from it. It's More of you need to take those ethos and have others benefit from it by you applying those ethos. Placing the mission first, you know, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, taking care of fallen comrade, you know, not quitting, whatever it may be. Because again, you know, um, by utilize again, like I said, by utilizing the, those ethos to benefit yourself, that's not what they're intended for. They're intended for the group, for yeah. your, for your team for you to apply yourself uh, uh, again uh, to your utmost abilities so that everyone benefits from it and you all complete the task and the mission. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I know you mentioned the, the the part that you talk about at every hurricane heat. Can you elaborate more on that or is that something that you just, you say for us hurricane heaters? Oh,
0: well. Oh, you know, I I do save that for the hurricane heat, um, uh, because I think, for me personally, um, it, it has more impact. Because you know, yeah. for someone to get it and then try to work it, it it's like okay, I you know, I kind of understand it. But when you complete a hurricane heat, a twelve hour a twenty four hour hurricane heat, and I lend you that passage, and I use those terms just like that, I lend that passage to you because I also make the 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 disclaimer, you know, you know, try not to put it on a T-shirt or try not to put it on a hat or something. Yeah. Like Make it a patch. Keep it to yourself because it means that much more. It's like a little, it's like a little golden nugget or something or something of 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 extreme. Uh, uh, um, for lack of a better term, just something so fragile that I'm handing it to you that you're going to covet it. You're going to take care of this thing, and that that never forget passage is something that I am I impart to to every single hurricane heat class that I'm part of because once you go through a hurricane heat and complete one, and I give you this passage, it just drives it home what you just completed, yeah. everything you did to prepare for it. Everything you've done, you know, the time away from home, the travel, the cost, all that stuff, it just kind of makes it that much more, okay, now I get the reason why I do this stuff. This is the reason why I do it, and, and it is. It absolutely is, and so that's the reason why. But I will, I will talk about this in that <clears throat> this passage was something I found uh, in, in 2007, uh, 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 in, in 2000, well 2007, the end of 2007, beginning of 2008, in um, in Ramadi, uh, Iraq, and um, mm-hmm. I was stationed there uh, with um, uh, the Navy at the time, uh, working for a Navy SEAL unit. And the the senior guy asked me, because uh, I was a like um, military police guy, to say, Dingo, can you bring down all these tents? that everybody lives in, we're moving everybody out, and we're bringing in, you know, like these little two-man trailers that everybody's going to live in. I said, oh, okay, no problem. So I take a workforce, and we start bringing these uh, dome tents down. They look like big old long Twinkies. Anyway, so we start bringing them all down, and I walk into one, and uh, all the rooms are made, basically, they just stand up plywood. They cut a door in it. They screw some hinges on it, and that's your door. Then they add another piece of plywood to section off people's rooms. So in a, in a big, uh, in a huge tent that can, that can sleep 50, you'll have eight guys in there, maybe six to eight guys. And they have their yeah. own rooms and pretty Anyway, so I go to the last room and I open the door. And when I walk in on the wall is scribbled this passage and I'm like, wow. And it's actually, it's, he wrote it and he's paraphrasing the Bible. And when I read it, I mean, I just couldn't take my eyes off of it. I read it, and then I read it, and I read it, and I read it, and I—I I, I don't know how long I was standing there, just reading this thing over and over and over again. And it—and it just hit me. I mean, uh, you have these special operations guys out there; they're—they're—they're uh, they're, they're doing what they do, and they're just—they're just. They're just and I love saying this. I don't take anything away from them. I'm not a team guy myself. Really. I just was. I was honored to uh, be able to operate with these guys and work with them and stuff. But uh, the best way I can explain this is that these are ordinary men that can do extraordinary things. And I thought to myself, there isn't a, there isn't a single person on this planet that couldn't be a Navy SEAL, that couldn't be a Mossad guy, that couldn't be a Green Beret. No, it's You, the individual, that's got to put that work in, put that time in, put the training in, and and have the tenacity and the will to get it done. And that's that's where those that are in the special operations field and those that are not. And it has nothing to do with whether you can hack it or not. It's everything that, well... Did you in some way, shape, or form disqualify yourself? And when I read this thing, oh, my goodness, it just just brought everything full circle like, now I get it. I absolutely get it. And so for anybody listening to this this podcast, I tell you, come out to a hurricane heat. Come out to whatever endurance event. And if I'm leading it or if you see me out there and I see that you've completed it, I will give you this passage. And it will just drive at home. I mean, you will just be like, I, when I first read, I was blown away. And I'm sure, uh, and I can tell you right now, there was practically, you know, half, I had half the people in tears because when I said that, there was that moment of silence at the end of that, that hurricane. If you remember, Mike, yeah. that people were just like, boom, their minds were blown just like, whoa. And this just puts it all yeah. in perspective on why you endure, why you suffer, or why you do these races. And so, you know, other people that look at us and scratch their heads think we're fanatics, but no, we just, we get it. We absolutely get it. So we explain it.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I, I agree completely. I mean, that's one thing, you know, I did, I haven't done a hurricane heat since 2016, I think. Was it 2016? Yeah. That was right before I broke my foot. And that's one thing I want to get back to. And, I mean, it's one of those things I think that story and that that phrase, I think, is one of the things that kept me from when I broke my foot of not giving up. I mean, since I broke my foot and I still have major issues with it, I've done another 15 races. You know, I haven't right. given right. up and said, you know, my foot's broke. I'm done. I'm like, nope, I'm going to keep going. I'm going to try and figure out what's wrong with my foot and figure out my health. But until I do that, I'm not going to quit. I'm just going to keep going and keep doing it. So yeah. that's a For anyone who but hasn't again, that, heard that phrase, do a hurricane heat so you can get it.
0: Absolutely. And, again, you know, uh, like you were saying earlier, you know, you had a doctor's uh, permission and stuff like that. I think that's one of the things that people need to balance is that, you know, it's it's one thing to get out there and and uh be hard on yourself, but at the same token though not to the point where you're breaking yourself. You know, you you've you've got yeah. to give yourself that time you know, to recuperate. and I think I think you're smart about that as far as making sure you understand what's going on with your work. But yeah, um that that is my biggest advice is that yeah, go hard, but not so hard that you break yourself in that, you know, uh you you're now uh, you're now detriment to yourself. So you're damaging yourself. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Matter.
1: That doesn't lend to. And well I we, that.
0: Too, too well, too
1: well we do. Once you get older and you really start to understand that, I mean, you know, I hit my forties and it's like all these times when I was a teenager or in my twenties or thirties, I'm like, oh, my knees a little sore, whatever. I'm gonna keep going, and now <laughs> I'm like, I really should have stopped. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, Here.
0: Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, absolutely,
1: yeah. yeah. You know, and I and you know, I've made mistakes on my my health and all that stuff and that's one thing that this is two thousand eighteen was my year of no excuses and I did it all no matter what. I did not make okay. excuses for myself. I kept going and kept doing the races. But I yeah, didn't exactly. deal with my health as well as I should have. So that's kind yeah. of my, my my theme for two thousand nineteen. Let's no excuses, but let's do this the healthy way. So,
0: oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. yeah, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, I made mean, absolutely.
1: I have found things you would be surprised. You might not be, but others would be, at how like zucchini needle noodles replaces mm-hmm. spaghetti easily, and it's so much better oh, for you. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you cool. know, and that's. One of the things I did, I bought a, the, the vegetti or whatever they call it so that I can make zucchini noodles instead of having normal noodles. You know, I've done, instead of rice on everything I have, I have cauliflower, you know, rice. And, I mean, I just, it's making better choices.
0: That's it. You know, and that's, that's it. what it
1: all, you know, it all comes down to. Yep. Placing Absolutely. The mission first. Make the choices that are going to make the mission, get the mission done.
0: There you go. Not worse.
1: Exactly. So let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsor. We're back. What other things? What other things does Dingo do? I know you. You said you only do Spartan races, you do stuff like that. I mean, I see you on Facebook, and you know, Instagram, always working out. What are you? Right. What? What's your advice for everybody else? How do they keep that going? Well,
0: I tell you, it, it's it's a labor of love. It's a self discipline uh, type deal. Um, you just, you just got to get yourself up. I mean, are there days that I get up and think to myself, uh, I'm not going to go to the gym? Uh, well, you know, I I, I I may talk myself out of it, and then by that afternoon, uh, you know, I'm changing over, and I'm headed to the gym to go do something or maybe go on a run or something like that. So uh, currently I'm on a program program. Um, I, I, I'm on a training uh, I'm, 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 what I'm doing is I'm training myself to 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 um, to be a little bit to be different so uh, I'm, I'm just kind of working on that I kind of I, I kind of allude to it uh, in my Instagram account but um, I, I work out uh, I train I uh, I you know what let me let me go back because there is a uh, <laughs> there has been one race that I've done and I've done twice outside of uh, uh, sport racing and that is uh, the Ragnar's and I, I really enjoy it only because uh, we I've I've gotten a, a core little group of friends that we're all crazies and and, and we all kind of. Complement each other's um, craziness as far as uh, doing endurance events, things like that. So uh, we all get together and we 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 run. Uh, um, um, we've, we've run two um, uh, Ragnar races together, and we're kind of looking at other possible uh, distance races and we all can run together as relays and stuff. But uh, it, I, I'll tell you, the uh, there is no set recipe, Mike. It's it, it's it's just the you know, does not sound cliche in anything, you just got to do it. You just have to yeah. get yourself up. You've got to get yourself motivated. you got to get a workout in. Um, you know, it, it's so funny because uh, one of my friends said it best, and I, I loved it. It's do what you can when you can. And I thought, wow, so could you, could you crush yourself with, you know, 20-minute workout? Well, a lot of people think, well, hmm, 20 minutes, that's not a lot. What am I going to do in 20 minutes? That's too short of a time. I can't get to the gym. I don't want to go on a run, you know, this, that. And then it's like, wow. So what's so funny is that um, how about 111 burpees? And when you say that, it quantifies a number. And people just kind of, well, that's too many. How do you do 111 burpees? That doesn't make any sense. Well, I've got 111 burpees down to Eight minutes and 24 seconds. And people wow. are just like, what? Wow, that's fast. No, that's just a tempo. I've got a tempo and I just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And I get it done. I get a, I get 111 burpees in. I get a nice workout. And I've done this workout in less than 10 minutes. But yet you tell somebody, you know, do a 20-minute workout. In their minds, they've thought to themselves already, 20 minutes is not enough time. Well, how much time do you need to do a workout? I just showed you that you could take 20 minutes and absolutely crush yourself or 111 burpees, eight and a half minutes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's, 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 it's all about you on how, on how much you want it. How much do you, I mean, what are you prepared to do? What are you willing to, to hand over to say, you know what, I want to be stronger. I want to be faster. I want to be more fit. I, I you know, I, I, I want this. Well, nothing is given for free. You've got to do something. So if you don't put the work in, you know, you don't reap any rewards. So, again, going back to your question, you know, what is, you know what do I do to keep myself motivated and keep myself going? It's the fact that I'm 51 years old. I can run three miles on demand. And, uh, uh, hey, guys out there, don't test me on that, because if you sat there and said, hey, Dingo, can you give me three miles right now? I, I could run three miles, no problem. And it's, it's just that you're going to
1: make you go with me.
0: Uh, what's that?
1: I said you're going to make <laughs> him go with
0: you. Um, I should make But gonna... go with me. But, but absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I have actually, I've literally done it on an occasion where somebody says, okay, Dingo, can you do three miles? Yes. Literally, right now. Okay. You know, uh, you know I'll put whatever got in my hands down and just go run three miles. It doesn't matter. The question is, um, what are you doing? To, to get yourself to that point. So a lot of people, well, I don't like running, or I don't like doing this. Well, find what you like to do and do more of that, you know, and then yeah. you'll find out, well, actually it all blends together. So I don't like running. I don't like burpees. Are you kidding me? I don't like any of that stuff. I just know that I feel better afterwards and I feel accomplished when I get it all done. It's just great. It's, it's, it's amazing. So you know, I don't have a magic pill, and I don't have a, a magic uh, a word or, or a quote that will get you to go and do your workouts every day. Uh, I think that's that's, uh, that's uh, something that uh, you as an individual would have to be self-accountable for. Absolutely.
1: Oh, I agree. And that's one thing I've mentioned multiple times in the podcast is there's no magic pill. Basically, the magic pill is get off your butt and go work out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep.
0: You know, go get it done. And
1: that's one thing, you know, and sometimes, like you said, do what you can when you can. I mean, that's one of the big problems I've had over the last year is I keep telling myself my way of losing weight has always been running. I've done it before where I dropped 90 pounds and I did it. I ran every day and I did everything else. But after hurting my foot, that's been very difficult for me to do. There's too much, there's a lot of pain when I run. So I Mm. kept trying to do it, and it didn't work, and I just kept banging my head on the wall saying, oh, I'm going to keep running. Nope, this isn't working, and just kept getting bigger. So then all of a sudden it's like, hmm, maybe I should rethink this. Maybe I should try swimming, build my body back up to where it should be, and then see what I can do with the running after I get my body back into the shape that it should be. You know, and that's kind of the – that's where I'm at now. I'm doing swimming three times a week. I get up at 4 in the morning. I go to the gym right down by my house. I swim laps for an hour, and then I go to work. There you go. You know. There you go. You know, and that's that's my plan at the moment. And I'm working on my my eating and getting healthy that way. And I mean, it's it's all about just doing it.
0: Absolutely. See, and 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 to go off of what you just said was that. So in 2016, I went and I. I ran a total of 27 races, and I um, was working on the Delta. Um, I missed the Delta in December by getting cut uh, at the 12-hour hurricane. Heat. So I didn't complete mm-hmm. my Delta until the following uh, March in 2017. But I completed everything but the 12-hour throughout the year, the Agogi, uh everything. So... The thing was, and, and and I don't know, maybe 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 your podcast listeners are are, are just as crazy as we are as far as doing races and stuff. But maybe maybe they can appreciate this. In that, um, from January to December of 2016, I completed all those races. I participated in all the events. To to complete the Delta, and, you know, obviously missing, missing you know, the 12-hour uh, in December. But the thing is, though, the regular racer gets to show up to the venue, chit-chat with their pals, jump on the course, get it done, have a beer, go back to the hotel room, get something to eat, victory day, hang out, go back to the venue the next day, maybe run the second day, or hang out with your buddies, whomever, biggest team, good times, great. Dingo in 2016, and I never talk about myself. I, I, this, 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 I'm having a hard time just even telling you, but I, I just want people to understand this. It's all about what are you willing to do. In 2016, Mike, every single race that I completed at was because I was working at that venue. Yeah. The key word is working. So I would go and run a beast. I'd go and run a super. I'd go and participate in a hurricane heat or 12 hours or whatever it may be. And then I would go back to work. And I can tell you right now, everyone that knows anybody that works as an employee for Spartan Race, you know, you're working. I mean, you're talking about hours. You're putting in, you're putting in a good set of hours on race day. Yeah. I would go back to work. Oh yeah. And so I wouldn't get to hang out. I wouldn't get to have my victory beer. Nope. I went right back to work, put my medal up on my, my workspace and I'd go back to work. Um, and that's what it was. Uh, whenever I was on site working, you know, we talking about you're talking about between eight to twelve hour days. I would get up at like you just said. I'd get up at four a.m. in the morning. I'd go work out, come back, shower, get myself together, and I'd be ready to go to work by six and be on site by seven. And it, yeah. you know, even even my coworkers would ask me, "Dang, dang, that's crazy, dude, you're doing all this stuff." It's because I wanted that Delta that bad. But again. Because I work the races, you don't get that you don't get you don't get that time off to go and just take off to a race or just because you're obligated to work races. Well, I had to. I was fortunate enough to have uh, my employers, my bosses at the time, say, you know what, Dingo, if you can get your work done, we'll we'll let you race. You just got to come back to work afterwards. You don't get the day off. So you're talking about, doing, you're talking about doing, doing a beast and then coming right back to work and finishing up, uh, you know, uh, 12, 14, 15, sometimes up to a 19-hour shift. You're like, oh. so, you know, my, uh, my, racing, my racing year 2016 was pretty, pretty arduous and pretty, pretty long and demanding. And so I put it out to everybody out there on your podcast, you just got to get on it. You just, is it, is it something you really, really want? Plain and simple, because you know you hear people, oh, you know what, you know I'm this or I'm that, and I want to go ahead and uh, I'm going to wait, you know, 2029 20, or you know 3032, I'll go ahead and do this or that, you know. Why do you put it off so long? Get it done now. Yeah. Just get out there and get it done. You know, don't 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 be afraid of the unknown, and don't be afraid of failing, because I can tell you right now, you could talk to your favorite athlete, professional athlete, and he will tell you. They have failed far more many times than they have succeeded. But when they succeed, oh, boy, it is huge.
1: It is, and, I mean, that's kind of the thing is sometimes you have to fail to succeed. I mean, for every, you know, every success, there's failures.
0: (laughs) There's multiple failures, multiple failures.
1: Usually for every success, there's at least, like, 50 failures.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, many, many.
1: Well, and that's the thing, too, is, I mean, you don't think about it like in, in baseball. I mean, think about it. A good batting average is 300. That means yeah. that out of every three times you came up to bat, you hit once. So a third of the time, you got a hit. That's a good batting average. There you have it. You know. So, no, that's amazing. I mean, it's. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you, and actually you're one of the ones that honestly oh, I've had more requests for getting you on this podcast than anybody, is because you are inspirational. Thanks. Every time I've talked to you, you're always an inspiration. You're always there to help everyone. You you don't have anything negative to say. You, you'll say things to people in a way that says pretty much, I mean, I don't know how to paraphrase it better, but pull your head out of your butt and do what's right. But in a way that they feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about, I, appreciate right? that. <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I do appreciate that. I I I I think the term that I like to use is I'm firm but I'm fair. Absolutely. You know, yeah. I, I I just try to make sure people understand that you know moving forward and, and keep moving forward and stay motivated is you know it's, it's hard work. It's just, you know, there's no way it around is. it. It's just hard work. You got to get it done.
1: It is and. But like we said earlier for the podcast or for everyone listening to the podcast, if you want to know the phrase that we've talked about multiple times on this episode, you got to do a, you you got to do a hurricane heat with bingo to find out. So.
0: I would gladly, I would gladly love to see all you guys out there. Absolutely. you got to come and try one out. Don't be afraid of it.
1: You, you do. It's a great thing. I want to do another one um, that, that's on my list for next year. I want to do, I need to get myself healthy enough that I can do a 12-hour. I want to do one um, next year is my goal, and I, I want to do one on Dingo. I mean, the one thing, like, I don't know if you know this, but the one obstacle that I have the most problems with is mm-hmm. the dunk wall. I hate the dunk wall. I don't like putting my head under water. I can't see into. I don't know why. It's a mental issue that I have, but at that one that we did in 2016 – When you were were a participant with us, you were on my team when we had to go under the wall. And there was three dunk walls. And that's the only time I've never hesitated. There you go. I went straight into those walls and went straight under them because I knew my team was having to do, you know, a plank until I got back. So it was the only time I've never hesitated on a dunk wall. So... Yeah. So is there anything you want to say to the, the listeners in, in closing? Anything you want to um, – wisdom?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Hey, um, everybody, anybody and everybody that's listening, um, I'll tell you, uh, one of the things that, that, that I hear or I watch on social media, and I don't really jump in on it, and, and, that, and that is how – and again, this is just a personal uh, pet peeve of mine: is how um, it, when you're running your race, you run your race. If if you see someone yeah. bypass an obstacle or someone doesn't do all their burpees and stuff like that, that's okay. Uh, you know, don't don't feel slighted. Uh, don't feel don't feel like they're they're marring the racing culture in some way, shape, or form. Understand that that's their race. Uh, so, if you, if you and that person were standing in a room and you both held up your medals, you already know what your medals were. And if, if we were to able to, to put a, a, a value to it, whether, you know, depending on how many, you know, how many obstacles you, obstacles you completed and how many burpees you, penalties that you did because you didn't complete one or something like that, or you ran a clean race, whatever it may be. Just understand that your medal is valued at that, at, at, at that value for you. Because remember, yeah. you're not running that person's race. That person's not running your race. So um, that's one of the things I think that you all out there should understand that, you know, let it go. Let it, let it be. You run your race. You do your thing. Because um, even if they don't get it, you do. And you guys are the yeah. ones I appreciate the most because when you finally step outside your comfort zone and come out and do a hurricane heat, you'll understand why you did all your booties, why you ran, try to run a clean race why you did everything you could. Because I can tell you right now, you'll just you'll just be leaps and bounds when you come out to a hurricane heat or something like that because you'll one get it, two perform at your at your optimum, and. Last but not least, you're, you're going to do everything you can for the team, for everyone around you. Yeah. And then you, you'll, it's something that's presented to everyone because there's no way to hide. People are going to see you. So, uh, you know, if, if you're the weakest link, they're going to see you. If you're the strongest link, you're going to see you and everyone else in between. And it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's okay. Whatever spectrum you lie in, it's Okay because, you know, we're all out there together and we're all going to be working together. So um, I, I say to you all out there on, on, on Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, you know, leave that stuff aside. That's, uh, that's neither here nor there. Run your race, enjoy the races, and uh, just go out there and be you and do, do you. Take care of you and do your best and, 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 and throw, throw, throw a line out to someone else and help them out. It, it, it'll just make you all, that, it'll make you all the better.
1: I <laughs> Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, that's one thing. I think, honestly, after I did my Hurricane Heat, because um, I did them both, like, back-to-back in Seattle. I did the Seattle in October in 2015, and then came right back and did the April one, is I was always kind of that guy that helped people a little bit on the course, but it became more my mission in a lot of ways became making sure that other people finish the race. I know that I'm pig-headed enough that, I'm just gonna keep going until I cross that finish line. But it became part of my mission was to get others, you know, get those people who don't think they're gonna finish across that line and being a team player. For me a Spartan race has never been about finishing first. It's about how many people I can get across that finish line. Well there you have. It. There you go. So yeah. run your race.
0: That, that, yeah, run your race. That's your race. I love that. It's awesome.
1: Yep. Perfect. All right. Well, thank you, Dingo. Um, I, I definitely enjoyed this, and I would love to talk to you again sometime. And hopefully, I will see you soon. Hopefully, I think the next one I'm doing is Vegas in March. So.
0: Well, all right. I most likely will be there. Uh, absolutely. Perfect. So Yeah, it'll be good seeing you again.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Dingo. And. All right. Thank yeah. you, buddy. I appreciate I will you guys. Talk to you All right, buddy. You
0: you all take care
1: out there. All right. All right.
0: Thanks. for listening to the BeastNet podcast brought to you by Beast OCR. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. You can find us on Facebook or at beastocr.com.